Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Sarah, hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Open Book. This episode, as always, is our listener episode where we engage, we have the chats. Sarah, our producer, is here. Hello. We're just going to check in on the week, do our good books, our bad books. We've got a book club check-in for Graham Norton's book, Forever Home, which I am loving. I'm like halfway through and I had to stop myself. Although I have to say I'm listening, so I'm kind of cheating. But anyway, really, really good book. And it's brand new. It's just been released. But anyway, Sarah, do you want to get started? What's in your bad books? In my bad books? Oh, um, the pace of life. Yeah, it's, it's like a rat race at the moment. Isn't <laughs> it's it? what is going on at the moment. And it, part of it is being fueled by this TikTok thing, My Five to Nine. Have you seen that? It's no. like hashtag My Five to Nine. And it's not just your 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. It's also your 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. So not only do you need to optimise your nine to five, you now need to optimise your before and your after. And it's just, it's, I thought we were done with this hustle culture. You learn nothing in COVID. Exactly. exactly. It's like, ever since I came back from retreat, which is the most ridiculous sentence ever, I just can't, I can't get back on board with it. I just want to be quiet and at home and I want to lean into my hobbies and I don't want to make money from things that I just enjoy doing. I just want to move slow. Like my friend and I talk about having slow days where, you know, you just kind of take it easy, see what the day brings you, you don't make particularly any plans. Or if you do have plans, you make sure that they're kind of restful or that there are things that you will enjoy, that there's some creativity in them. And I just want to, every day, I want a slow day and they have not existed for a long time. And I feel very lucky because I do really enjoy my job and, you know, I'm always meeting so many interesting people and there's nothing about it that I don't enjoy. I just want less of it. <laughs> it's good for your health. Like it was good for all of us in COVID <laughs> to kind of slow down a little bit. Yeah. Easier said than done. I wonder know. if it's something to do with the new year coming and everyone's like looking at their resolutions being like, oh shit. <laughs> I don't, it's probably like to do with a lot of things. Like some of it can probably be to do with your age. Yeah. She's getting on. Well, you're just like, I want to be in a certain place. That's true. Yeah. Also, maybe it's because of my um, my recent interest in Celtic wisdom mm. and what this time of the year for our Celtic ancestors would have been about is this would have been the beginning of the new year. And their idea is that everything new begins in the dark. So whether it's a seed growing into a flower or, you know, a baby mm-hmm. inside your tummy. And the only way that can happen is if you kind of nurture and honour and like value the the dark, the cold, the quiet. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like hibernating this year. Yeah. With lots of red wine <laughs> and a couple of nice books. Bit Sounds of, exactly like COVID. Yeah, 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 exactly. So the pace of life is just a little bit too fast for me to bow it. What's in your good books? My good books? We switched into good books or are we sick with bad Well, might as well bring it up, Louise. Come on. I was waiting to hear what yours was for this week. What is mine? Oh, I'm going to Florence on Thursday. So I'm very excited about that. Mark got it for me for my birthday. So nice. Have you ever been? No, but he has been for a wedding and he always told me he wanted to go back. So yeah, we've got four nights, which is amazing. Oh, that's a really nice amount of time. Have you got anything planned? Yeah, we, we booked a wine tour. And we booked Vespas for a day. Well, Vespa for a day. We're going to share a Vespa. Ah! 
And Do you know what this sounds like? It's very like Mary Kane Ashley oh, take I'm Paris. Literally, like I'm like, give me all of the cheesy. Yeah. Oh, also, right. I was looking up this thing on Netflix. Do you know Stanley Tucci? Yes. So he has the, these um, documentary style things exploring different Food. places. I'm pretty Is sure it's all in Italy. Yeah, because his his parents are from Italy. Oh, they okay. moved to America. Yeah. And yeah, so it's food mainly, but uh, he was in Florence for one of them and they have little fairy doors that are wine doors. What? That's, so that was where they used to serve wine from back oh. in the day and some of them are still open, so I cannot wait. Oh my wait. God! I lo- and what, do you have to go and kind of search for them? You've, yeah, I know, I've written some down, I know where they are, so I'm going to go and get a, wine, a glass of wine out of a window. I love that. That is fantastic. Anything different. Yeah. I'm like, sign me up. I know, I know. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That was actually one of the places I was supposed to go this year was Florence. Florence in and uh, Tuscany. But I'm never going around here. But I still have a week. It's close, it's easy. Um, I still have a week left of holidays and trying to figure out what to do with them. So if anybody has... um, Ideas of where I can go on the friggin' cheap. I'm so skint at the moment. But yes, anywhere that I can go, please do let, let us know. Send us in an email. Nice. Um, in my good books this week, uh, I was good. So I was going to invite you to this. Ooh. But because my sister fangirled so bad at your birthday party, I was like, I can't trust anybody. So I had a book swap last week. Was who? Um, just actually, it was with a whole group of ragtag randoms. From all walks of my life, like there was someone there who I um, had met at a table in Bread 41. I love the community tables there. I always meet people. Um, And then there was also a girl who went to primary school with me, you know, so it was just really... Did you invite them all? Yeah. So I invited them over. Part of it was a little ploy because, you know, we're kind of reflecting today on the podcast and there's some like maybe little question tweaks or little things I'd love to try out and add in. Um, And so I got to try it out on them. So basically how it worked was um, I asked everyone to bring a book and it was was totally genreless. You could bring whatever. You could have brought a DIY book for all I cared. Mm -hmm. And everyone also brought a bottle of wine. So that made it fun. Oh, fun. Yes. And I got everyone to pick one of the questions out and address it to the group. Mm -hmm. So some of them were ones we have in the podcast and then some were different instead of it being them answering the question it was more of a discussion and then as a way of closing that particular discussion then they would present their book and put it in the middle of the table and then we did that with everybody and then um so many of my friends are really like creative and artistic Mm. so uh one of them recited a poem (laughs) from one of the books that someone brought and the other one uh, read us like a couple of pages from their favorite chapter of the book that they brought so it was really lovely evening and I'd done sort of a um a blind book swap as well so if someone wasn't attracted to any of the books in the middle of the table then um they could take one of the books which were just like wrapped in brown paper and had like you know fiction contemporary you know bit of sparse information about God, yeah. it was so much fun. Did these people know each other before you invited them over? No, no. When I say ragtag randoms, like I, at one point I turned around and I was like, no one is talking. Oh God, <laughs> no, 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 really? no, 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 no. It was, it was really, really fun. Um, How many people? I think there was 10 of us in the end. Wow. Yeah. So originally I was like, that's, that's going to be loads. I don't even have 10 chairs for God's sake. What am I thinking? And then I went online and I was like, you know, trying to come up with different games and things that we could do. One of which was uh, I was trying going to try and get people to do to charades their um, or charades as I like to call it to charades their um, favorite book. <laughs> but anyway, that was that was uh, rightly shot down by everyone in the group. Anyway, that's w- amazing to get ten people to agree to go and hang out with people they don't really know. I know. I was pretty impressed by that too. I did say to everyone, "Oh, you're more than welcome to bring a plus one," and no one did. 
Now, yeah. I had a few no-shows. Okay. But we, you know, we ended up with a good group. So, well, I suppose that's in my book, Good Books, but it's because I'm really being drawn at the moment and I know I've gone totally mystical since I came back from this retreat. I'm a changed woman. Um, to community and sort of creating my own community, I suppose. Mm. So I'm thinking about what are my interests and then how can I find community in them? So I started mm-hmm. going to this yoga studio, The Space Between. Have you ever been? Oh, I've heard of it, but I haven't been, no. Oh, you should go. Uh, it's so it's so lovely. Um, it's like hot yoga and it's really beautiful. But what I realized is, like, I've been practicing yoga for um, over 10 years and I've never found anyone or a group of people or a teacher or a yoga studio where, you know, it's walk in and they know my name and I know their name and, you know, I have people that I meet up with every week and that sort of thing, which is really odd because like, how much time have I spent in these places mm. and resources have I given mm-hmm. to them? Um, and when I walked into this place between, it was like immediate. I really felt this sense that they were creating not just a studio, but a community of yoga lovers, oh. I guess. So, no, I'm really happy with that as well. And that's what I feel like is the way forward, especially at this time of year. It's not about big events for me. It's about like small and meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, I had a little nice. small and me- meaningful a night away with my friends, which is really nice. Oh, lovely. Um, in the Maryborough Hotel in Cork. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, my birthday present and we had just like a very chill night. We stayed in. Nice. And just sat in our robes and just caught up and Aww. went to the spa the next day. And it was raining, like so heavily raining that it was just so relaxing. Oh my God, so that sounds dream. so fun. Yeah. Your life is like a movie these days. Like uh, That's like a scene from 13 going on 30. <laughs> I just left out the part where we drank loads of Prosecco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, clean food. Um, and what's in your bad books? In my bad books, banks, actually. Oh. Yeah, because I spent a long time on the phone today to banks. So I'm with Ul- I was with Ulster Banks. So I had to close all those. What an absolute headache. And then I had to close all my American banks because I never did. Oh, I kind of no. didn't know for a long time if I was going back there. So yeah, keep the options I kept open. them open mm-hmm. and... I've only checked it there recently and I've been charged every month like for the last I guess two years twelve dollars so. <laughs> oh for Christ but also the dollar's really good right now so that was something positive to come from that so <laughs> probably the only time in the history of the last I don't know however long yeah. that you'd make a profit on converting dollars to euros oh okay okay, yeah. okay. so anyone listening if you've got dollars in a random <laughs> offshore account now's the time to bring them home this one's for you people <laughs> I love that um, yeah well apparently especially when it comes to Ulster Bank because obviously they're kind of closing so they've no impetus to give you good customer service like the banks have some of the worst hold times out of any companies or out of any institutions that we have in Ireland I have to say it was easy enough to close down Ulster Bank it okay was, it was just like a form but I left it so late like they're literally closing in like two weeks but oh anyway, Christ all good all good we move we move we move small problem hmm. what else is in my good books mm-hmm. it's in my good books but it might be in your bad books oh no what I'm actually getting excited for Christmas oh yeah well the only reason that would be in my bad books is that I think you're skipping over the best season of all Halloween autumn yeah I know but I feel like it's kind of gone from autumn to winter all of a sudden it yeah it really has but I've got so much going on between now and then I've got a women's moon circle <laughs> obviously then um I have a sow and celebration in the woods oh fun yes and then I have oh yeah and then I have um a healing sound bath <laughs> oh my god what the hell is wrong with me okay anyway 
I've also got loads of normal stuff coming up. <laughs> um, no, but that's exciting. Are you thinking about what you're going to get for Christmas? So we started doing Secret Santas this week. Oh, yeah. with your pals my or family. friends and my oh, yeah. family. We both, we could just do it. It's cost of living crisis, you know. Yeah. One present is enough. Between, Absolutely. You know. <laughs> Tighten those belts. Yeah. So um, That's really exciting. I am... Um, have been thinking about my Christmas list actually as well. This is because I was up until like 3am last night because I found this sort of Scandi girl. Her name is Tin Vic B. She know? Should I here? Oh, I don't know if I know her. Oh my God. I'm absolutely obsessed with her. And I was making a list of all of my payday purchases that I got to pick oh up. Oh my God, I love so it. Much. And then I sent that list to her because one of the things she was wearing, I was just asking her what size she got. Um... It's so hard to know when something's like oversized. Yeah. Are you supposed to get that size? Are you supposed to oversize? Anyway, uh, obviously not expecting her to write back. Um, and she wrote back and she was lolling at my list as well. Although I'm going to be absolutely um, bankrupted if I get half this stuff. Right. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Antic Batic? No. Oh my God, the vests there. I'm actually going to take out a mortgage just to be able to afford this vest. Um, Bono Chose. Are these brands or? Yeah, no, these are, these are brands. Let me show you the Moo shoes. Here, hold on. Look at these. They're like Uggs with And they're on your list. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Oh, wow. At a cool price of 400 I, euro, you can get a gilet. I could Not, see that on you. Oh, my God. I, would I feel like I have heard this brand before. Here, I'll show you one more. Look at this. Knits by Ellie, right? Oh, that's I. I can't cope. That's you in a in a cardigan. I know. I would love it so much. How much is that one? I don't know because it's all custom. Oh. So I messaged My mom the company. Knits. Does she indeed? Yeah. Is she looking for a commission? <laughs> she normally does baby tops because so many people are having babies at the moment. But Everyone is pregnant at the moment. I know. It's yeah. really lovely, I have to say. It is nice. Although, obviously, you know, all in good time. All in good time, <laughs> Let's take it one step at a time. Let's get the guy for a stick. <laughs> so we thought that we might do a bit of a reflection. Yeah. Episode we 16. I can't Chapter believe. 16, rather. Yeah. Mm. I can't believe we're, like, it's, what, end of October? And we're, we started in mid-July? Yeah. Uh, I think also because of the way the podcast is structured, it's easy for that time to sort of fly, you know, because I guess it's like eight interviews and eight Chats, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag chats. Who, um, what has been sort of maybe a standout moment that comes to mind? Oh, I feel like there's been a lot. Like I had really good chats with Louise O'Neill around mm. a lot of different things, actually. Yeah. But I suppose her, her opening up kind of about, I suppose, mental health and, yeah. you know, dealing with people talking about her work. You know, I just thought that was really interesting yeah. to listen to. And also... She's so young as well, like... I know, she's And it's unreal. a really vulnerable thing to be a writer, I think. You're yeah, pouring your heart out. Especially like when she's writing about such like yeah. big topics, you know. And many of which is, mm-hmm. yeah, she has personal experience with. Another one was Rosanna Davison's podcast. Oh my yeah. God. Like she was so open and shared so much and was very vulnerable, I thought. Mm. Talking about her experience with fertility and, you know, how... They managed to get their three gorgeous babies and it was just lovely. And like, you know, her surrogate mother, she brought her in and has housed her and looked after. And it's just such a nice story. Yeah. You know, after everything they've been through to to find that like positive 
story to to come from it is just really nice. Yeah. One of my favourite interviews to produce edit etc um, was with Melanie Murphy yeah I really loved that and I have to say I didn't know I didn't know her from Adam before mm-hmm. she sat down and um, there was a lot to take away from her story yeah it seems as though she came up against a lot of adversity yeah kind of one thing after another after another well, she said her plot twist was that it all worked out in the end so like she's yes. come through a lot and I don't think she saw that for a while you know that it was all going to work out so and really so for and what an amazing way for it all to work out as an author with her family and then with her husband and I just remember the onion ring proposal was so cute so cute <laughs> so sweet I um, also loved obviously this is you know, top of mind because it was only last week, but Avi and Gary's episode, the oh. poetry, and I know you love poetry. So. Oh, it's so beautiful. Have I you got her book? Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay. I ha- I didn't get to um, produce that episode. I was out and about flitting around doing God knows what. So to actually sit down and edit it, I was, I was just blown away. I had a little glass of wine in hand. I just really enjoyed that conversation. Yeah. Your reading, her reading. She is such a lady. I know she is. Trisha Lewis's episode was also hilarious. She's just she, the funniest person. <laughs> I know. And I started following her on Instagram afterwards and she just gives me the chuckles. She's she so great. She just like motivates me. She's some woman. She's training yeah. every day of the week. She does lives like every other day. Yeah, she's a hard grafter now. Yeah. But to hear about some of the awful things and the negative things people have done to her online is mm-hmm. just shocking. Like she was talking about how someone was keeping track of her weight on Mm. some sort of a thread Mm -hmm. to find strength and to be able to deal with that sort of thing and still have a smile on and yeah yeah, geez and that's not easy like that's probably her most sensitive thing she you know talks about yeah and for her to have other people talking about it but I suppose then she's doing it every day so maybe it gets Mm. a bit easier but you know you're hopefully you're skin gets a bit thicker mm, yeah, and people admire her for her to. honesty I know she shouldn't yeah. have to I know but um, she was gas as well she was talking about the dirty books mm. <laughs> dirty books <Yeah. laughs> so funny has there been any book recommendations that you've kind of taken away or that you've read or I actually yeah like I've I've never read I don't think as much ah, as I have this year neither have I actually yeah it's yeah. unreal I well I mean it's part of the vocation now I know, I know, I know. Also, Audible has been my best friend. Oh, right. Okay. I don't, I have listened to a few audiobooks this year, but I think it's just because I get so distracted. Every night it's like chapter 12. I'm like, oh my God, I'm on an absolute loop here. So I got a really good book recommendation <laughs> last week when I was at the conference. Oh, yeah. The Road Less Stupid Advice from the Chairman of the Board. It's like a business book. But it's oh. supposed to be really good. It's supposed to be like the best book in business you'll ever read. Oh. Yeah. So I haven't yet read it. But actually, they advise listening to it on Audible, which suits me better. So I am yes. going to download it. No, those are the kind of books that you do have to listen to. Yeah. Um, I've said it once, I've said it again. Oprah Winfrey's mm. things, I know for sure. Such a lovely listen. Yeah. We've had a really interesting mix of people. I mean, from chefs to actresses to YouTube stars to authors and... You know, it's been really interesting to kind of find similarities in mm-hmm. their sort of stories and, and then contrast as well. Yeah. Exactly. But we got this lovely email in from Alvina Lim. Hello, Alvina. Um, Hi, everyone at Open Book. 
just me and you. <laughs> Loving your podcast. It's great to have something to listen to that isn't already being done. Well done. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I didn't I didn't write this to us. I just I just want to make that clear. <laughs> um, I would love it if you could have an editor or a publisher of books on as a guest on your show. As an aspiring first-time editor, as well as an avid reader, I would love to know more about the behind the scenes of how to get published, etc. Thanks for the entertainment and well done again, Alvina. Oh, that's so nice. Good. I would love that too. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Is um, there anyone you'd like to have on? Yeah, I would really love to have on Pascal Donahue. Oh, why? <laughs> because I think he would have some interesting books. He's a like he's a fantasist. He's obsessed with trolls and oh. Star Wars and like he's, oh God, a, he's, so he's a bit of a nerd. So he would be interesting. But um, I love hearing from authors and people who are in the industry. And I think that's a great idea, Alvina. Thanks for sending it in. But what, what I've learned from this podcast so far is that you can tell a lot about a person's life through their literature. And so yeah, it would totally. be, yeah, it would be amazing to, to, you know, bring someone in whom we have absolutely no idea where they're going to go with some of our questions, like whether it comes to what's on your nightstand or what would people yeah. be surprised to find. So when it comes to that, I mean, yeah, the, the world's your lobster. Some interesting people like, uh, shoot for the stars here, Bono. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to have Marion Keys on because I just think she's so funny. She would be great. I'd also she's obviously love an to have, amazing author. I'd love to have um, the movers and the shakers of the Dublin scene currently. Like I'd love to have, who's that gorgeous girl, Shiv, the singer? Oh yeah. Also <laughs> Oprah, if we're talking yeah. big names here. Oh my God, throw it out there. Yeah, listen, law of attraction, Oprah, you're coming. You're coming our way. I'd love to have John Boyne on. I had him on the book club and he was just so... Incredible. One yeah. of the best books I've ever read was The Hearts and Visible Furies. I'm pretty sure I've said that a million times. Well, I'd say it a million and one because someone brought it to my book swap and it was one of the books that wasn't picked up. Oh. So it's now part of the book swap library, i.e. my bookcase. <laughs> so it would be great if our listeners could get in touch with people that they would love to hear on the podcast. Yes, please let us know. You can let me know on the email, mm-hmm. com, or you can drop me a message on my Instagram just want to get some ideas for who we should be reaching out to. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really more about using literature to open the book on life. Aww. So uh, they certainly don't need to be readers. If there's anyone that you just kind of want to learn a little bit more about, I think what we've really taken away from the last couple of episodes, 16 episodes, um, is that, yeah, it's a really interesting way in. Yeah. And so the book club was given a second life as well. Yeah, on the podcast, which has been so mm. nice. Just It's given me like incentive to read again, which was the best part of book club, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. And we, this week we were reading Graham Norton's Forever Home, which mm-hmm. is a new one. I've read all his other books as well. Have you, you, have you read any No, of I haven't. I must get into them though, because I am a big fan of his. Yeah. So the book is, I'm loving it. It's reminding me of so many different stories you'd hear before. So basically, she's kicked out of the house because... Her, her partner is off to a home, a nursing home, because he's un- unwell. I'm really oh. bad at retelling stories. And I don't have the book in front of me. But um, job, the kids want to sell the house and he would never have wanted the house to be sold. I yeah. think he's to mention, I forget what exactly he has. But like he's in a home, they're selling his house, kicking her out on the side of the street. And then her parents go to buy the house. Oh, Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read it. Shame. But it just reminded me of, you know, when people are sick or when they die and the will is in debate and there's always so much 
family drama. Oh, you always hear of so much family drama yeah. around that. Yes, it can leave a lot of destruction in its wake. Not yeah. just like not just grief after death. There can be a lot of destruction when it comes to familial relationships. I know. I'm always like surprised when I hear stories like that. Like why in the book, you? Killian, he just seems quite selfish. Like he doesn't care what his dad wants. And I also think there's more to uncover. So there's a mm. the ex-wife. We don't know where she is. <laughs> Starting to think she's in the basement in the freezer. I don't know why. But um, I'm excited to see what happens. Death is on the mind today, Louise. Death is on the mind. I was doing a report on those who leave their bodies to medical science. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was really interesting, actually. So my grandparents have decided to um, leave their bodies to medical science. I thought it was because, you know, my grandma's dad was a doctor and she was trying to memorialise him in a way or pay tribute to him in a way. Um, but no, apparently my granddad told me it's just because he had such a whale of a time in UCD and uh, he wants to be back with the undergraduates again. So that's what they're <laughs> going to do. And uh, my granddad is great. Like he gives me these ideas for reports all the time. And uh, I've always said to him, I'm like, yeah, 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 but you're not getting credit for this one. But he's probably just got ears <laughs> to the ground. Oh, he has. Oh, yeah. So my granddad's dad was a journalist. Oh. So I, he's a bit of a news hound now, I have to say. So uh, he's great. He gives me these ideas. And um, I looked into it. And yeah, it's really fascinating. They had to bring in an act in like 1832 called the Anatomy Act. And it was because people were not only digging up dead bodies from graves to sell them to medical schools and scientists. But they were actually murdering people and then pretending that the person had died. There was all sorts of tomfoolery going on anyway. Uh, But since then, it's a really, really noble thing to do, actually. I was speaking with a girl who was the year ahead of me in school, which is really nice to catch up with her. Um, And she's a doctor and she was talking about how when she was presented with um, a body in her anatomy class, uh, that was when she decided that she wanted to be a surgeon. I, I personally would probably get sick in the cadaver if I was presented with one, but I didn't do science after the junior cert. I so. actually heard an ad on the radio the other day and it kind of like hit home with me how important, it was like a, a young person talking about who mm. received an organ from somebody. Yes. How important it is to say if you were to die, you know, yeah, not touch wood, that your organs can be donated because it can help, like literally it can save someone's life. Yeah. Organ donation seems like it should be an opt-out system. So, like, all of us are organ donors unless we decide Mm. otherwise. Oh, are we? No, that's the way it should be. Oh, it should be. Yeah, yeah. There's been a certain amount of bills and things to try and and bring that in. Yeah, but but donating your body is a little bit different. And just the one thing about it, which is very un-Irish, is that the body needs to be in the university that you're donating it to within 48 hours. So it often means you can't have a funeral or a wake. Oh. Yes. And I think that as, you know, Irish people, we live on ritual, especially. Mm. You know, it's we a don't part of the grieving process, like, isn't I, it? I, yeah, it is. That's the thing. Yeah. So the undertakers say, like, people are like, well, would you just bring a coffin in and pretend? And they're like, no, we want to. We want it to be known that the person has done this because it's such a it's such a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And part of that sacrifice is losing out on, on some of those grieving rituals. Yeah. Dead bodies on the mind. I don't know why this conversation is reminding me of a program I started watching last night. It's not very similar, but just some of what you yeah. said. Uh, the Watcher. Oh, yes! I've been watching it's it. It's so good. I'm only two episodes in. Louise, it's a true story. What? Yes, it is a true fecking story. I watched it. I binge watched it on Saturday afternoon, which was my only time off last weekend. Cry me a river. Um, and... I got obsessed with it, just sort of looked it up online. It's a full-on, full story. The family who bought the house, 
they ended up... No, don't tell me. Don't ruin it for oh, me. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, only sorry, two sorry, episodes sorry, in. sorry, 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 sorry. I'll keep stum. I'll keep stum. But I think you'll enjoy it even more knowing it's a true fucking story. Also, Bad Sisters finale was this week. Did oh, you watch it? No, I never watched oh, it. Oh, you'll enjoy that. When you're finished The Watcher, get into that. It's brilliant. Oh, I finished The Watcher. Oh, you finished it? <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I don't watch TV or stream anything for like months on end and then I'll just have a complete binge session. How many episodes are there? I don't know. Not that Betty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just to fill you in, guys, I actually won't be around next week. So we're going to finish the book over on the Louise's Book Club Instagram. So we're going to finish that for two weeks time and we can check back in afterwards then. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed our little look back at the last 16 episodes. I'm so excited for all the other people we can possibly have on. So do share your ideas with us and what you'd like to see and listen to and I hope you enjoy the rest of Graham Norton's book I've been loving it so I can't wait to get stuck back into it and Mm. please watch The Watcher it's so good Mm. (laughs) okay guys thank you for listening and I will talk to you all soon bye